0: Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Come on, are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. First and 10 Titans from their own six yard line. Moving right to left on your radio dial. Give it to Henry. Looking for some room. Finds it. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. Ladies and gentlemen, ninety-four yards. Touchdown, Titans. Titans play a wild game with the Houston Texans and end up getting the win and staying undefeated. They are a perfect 5-0, and and that was Derrick Henry. 94 yards on that play, 212 yards rushing in the game, and 52 receiving. PK, I know it's the era of the quarterback, but there's always somebody who goes against the grain, and Henry is that dominant running back from another era.
1: Yes, he is, man. He is sensational. You wonder how long it's going to last, but it's certainly on top of the game right now. He is, and he's actually been that way. You go back, and I was looking him up yesterday. Uh, he, I think he rushed for over 2,000 yards as a high school freshman, so he's been a phenom. He was born to a 15-year-old mother and a 16-year-old father. He hasn't had it easy, uh, but uh, he's, he's, right now anyway, That last year really came onto the scene in the NFL. I mean, it went to Alabama, so we certainly have known about him. Uh, he is a sensational running back, and man, I don't understand that decision by Houston to go for huh. two at the end of that game. There. I don't it. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou brain? I mean, it just Out uh, thinking
0: think the room. Ah, if we get two points, it's over. I know, but you're probably not going to get it. Kick the one and make them go get the two.
1: Yeah, that's the standard way to do it. He set a record yesterday, the oldest head coach ever at 74 years of age. He's been around for a long, long time. Uh, Seems bizarre. And then there was talk, well, you don't have any faith in your defense. Well, you can see why you don't have any faith in your <laughs> defense. So We're not. Maybe it, was the, maybe it was the right thing to do. Hey, I you know,
0: know. it's uh, we do judge people on whether it works or not, right? And if yeah. he knew the defense wasn't going to get a stop, the thing is they got to get a touchdown and then they got one play. They've got to get the two. So it's kind of like you get two chances to stop them. But man, how about How about Deshaun Watson's body language when he lost the coin flip? Did he not speak for everybody? I I like watching guys like that because I think that's how, uh, you know, we played with that level of enthusiasm when we were kids. And if we'd been good enough to play as adults, we'd like to think we would have played with that level of enthusiasm. He was totally into the winning, and he knew losing the coin flip was a big problem. So you played football as a kid? As
1: a kid. All right. I didn't think I had, you had it in you. I'm glad to hear that. I got more respect for you
0: today. Other NFL scores. Uh, that was supposed to be a big game between the Bucks and the Packers, but eh. Packers get up 10-0, then Rodgers throws two quick picks, and the Bucks dominate the rest of the game and score 38 unanswered and win 38-10. to There was no drama. There was no competition in that. And Rodgers says, hey, maybe it was good for us to get our butt kicked. They're still 4-1. and one, Um not going to be easy in that division apparently because the uh, the Bears seem to have it going a little bit. Maybe they're a pretender to the way the Browns were getting crushed by the Steelers over in the NFC North. But uh, silver lining time for Aaron Rodgers because that was a lopsided loss.
1: Yeah, the Steelers and the Browns are AFC North, but uh, yeah, certainly that uh, that was the case there. Jamal Williams, your quarterback, maybe know the downs, but uh, maybe he's a little colorblind there because a couple of interceptions turned that game around.
0: Boom, thirty-eight-seven. The Steelers over the Browns. Pittsburgh is undefeated at five and zero. You want to make any pronouncements about who's chasing who? You want to let it sort itself out there for a uh, for a couple oh, more weeks well, in the NFL. I, mean,
1: I think you have two very good teams, in that, and that oh, I thought you it's even that division. Uh, that division is up for grabs. So Steelers are
0: five and zero. Ravens are five and one. Ravens didn't exactly throttle the Eagles, but they beat them.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean that's it's all the man. This is the NFL. It, you don't need there's no such thing as style points. So it it doesn't matter. Uh, and I expect those two teams to go right down. So yeah, I think we have an idea of who's who's in. Not not and ex, exclusively, there's some teams there that uh, have shots that we don't know how this season is going to be turning turning out. Uh, we got one tonight, uh, Cowboys. I'm not expecting a tremendous drop from uh, Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton. I could be totally wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking Dalton can come in and because the bar is not that high for the Cowboys to get in the postseason because they play in a crappy division.
0: Cowboys are two and three and they lead the NFC East. I think Dalton will be all right at quarterback. They've got a lot of guys around him, just like they had a lot of guys around Prescott. The problem with the Cowboys is their defense gives up a lot of points. Five five games into the season now, and they're giving up thirty six points a game. That's that's a huge number in the NFL, and it's going to be a problem regardless of who the quarterback is.
1: Was it a huge number when you played football as a kid? Well, oh, you got to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray going into a building where he is seven and zero in high school. He went forty three and zero in high school. Nice, <laughs> owned him. He owned them.
0: Niners beat the Rams. Were you surprised how easy that was? I thought the Rams were starting to get it going here. They came in four and one, but they really struggled offensively, and uh, so they dropped to four and two. The Niners are in last place in their division, but they're in the best division in football. They're three and three, which keeps them yeah, in the hunt. For I a never while, bought girl.
1: all your your Niner injury stuff. I mean, everybody's got injuries, so uh, who cares? It doesn't doesn't matter. But uh, the degree of uh, easiness, yeah, I wasn't spending a lot of time on that because I was watching baseball, but I saw the scores and it would flick over. And, yeah, it was uh, it was relatively easy, which I can conclude was uh, certainly, at minimum, somewhat of a surprise, if not uh, to the extreme, a total surprise.
0: Nick Foles settling in, a couple touchdowns. The Bears beat the Panthers 23-16. Chicago is 5-1. and one, The Packers are 4-1, and one, so at least for the time being here, the Bears – have the half-game lead in the NFC North. The only undefeated team is Seattle. You buying Chicago as the second-best team in the NFC?
1: I don't know that they're for sale, so uh, I don't know if I'm buying yuck, it yuck, right yuck, now. Yuck. i gotta, I got to see some more. It's still still early. you know. Let's uh, get to Week 10 with them and see where they're at.
0: Monday night, doubleheader. Starts with the game uh, with the Bills and the Chiefs. They're going to be on at, uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, that game's on Fox, followed by the Cardinals and the Cowboys at 6-15 on ESPN. Yock, you thought that was a CBS game. That was a Thursday night game. Isn't that going to be on Fox? I'll oh, find it for yourself, people. <laughs> the channel, the what are we finding? The Chiefs and the Bills. It's on Fox and the NFL Network.
1: Fox and the NFL Network? Yes. Okay, I believe you. I mean, you wouldn't lie to me.
0: 3 o'clock, and then the uh, Cardinals and the Cowboys at 6.15 on ESPN. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. You got here just in time. Dax Mill down the sideline from Zach Wilson. And thanks for joining us. BYU touchdown, 78 yards on their opening touch of the football. First play score. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. BYU dominates early, dominates late. In between, it was all Houston, but not enough Houston. BYU wins 43-26 after giving up 23 unanswered. They scored the last 29 points of the game. Zach Wilson, 400 yards passing. That's the kind of number that jumps off the page at you, PK.
1: It does, but it doesn't surprise me in the least.
0: BYU now 5 and oh. Were you a th- little surprised that they turned it around there late? Were you surprised they got into that kind of hole in the first place?
1: I, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily it was a big hole because I have respect for Houston. I don't know how good they are. I, I, I just don't. I don't follow them day to day. And it's just two games and a crazy season for them with all the postponements and ultimately cancellation. So I'm not really sure about them, but you know, I did watch their game against Tulane and then Tulane takes SMU right into overtime uh the night before. So maybe Tulane isn't that bad. I mean you could go crazy playing those comparative score games and so really doesn't matter when you take the field. So I thought that the Houston offense had a chance to score. I think the biggest surprise for me was that BYU's defense in the second half shut them down. I mean, just shut them down. They have – Houston's offense has two drives over, like, 95 yards. I mean, the kid decides he's going to fair catch at the one-yard line. Hmm. That that was my – that play reminded me of the very first play that I ever saw of Utah football.
0: <laughs> I knew you'd go to that.
1: <laughs> when I moved up here in 93, and I'd never watched one second of Utah football. And if I remember correctly, their first game was against Arizona State. Arizona State, State and, at ASU. And, and the kid downed a kickoff at the 1. I guess he thought he was in the end zone, and he downed it in the 1 at the 1. And, and McBride was still in the process of getting that program going. Uh, it was, uh, you know, he ultimately did a great job with it and getting it up to where it should be. Uh, and so this kid downs it the one, but then they go 99 yards. So the the defense with the adjustments in the second half, I thought were sensational. They put pressure on Tune and just changed the game. I think that's the number one surprise. And then BYU's inability on multiple third or fourth and ones not to be able to get a first down or a touchdown in the case at the end of the first half. But, you know, when you have that good of an offense, I guess you can overlook that to a degree. But that's something they need to work on. So I think the biggest story was you, BYU's defense coming up huge.
0: 19 plays, and I think it was seven or eight yards for Houston after it was the seven drive. Yards. It was seven, 19 plays on for seven yards. Drives, yeah. Yeah. After the touchdown, that was what they got in the second half. So when you say shut down, 19 plays, 7 yards, that's shut down. Yeah. BYU moving up in the polls, 11th in the coaches' poll, 12th in the AP media poll, and now heavily favored in their next two games. Texas State coming in at 1-5. and That BYU's opponent so far, and I know it's all group of five, but at least they've been good group of five so far. They're a combined... Thirteen and nine, which they got five losses from BYU, so they're thirteen and four against everybody else. But Texas State, one and five, not good. So, no naps, no letdowns. Did that once, don't do that again. Get a big lead. Let the freshmen and the sophomores play a lot. Let the second and third stringers get in there. Uh, they are going to let in about six thousand fans, so they're going to have a few fans there. Uh, all the players afterwards were talking about playing in front of the fans in Houston and. Uh, a good proportion of them were BYU fans, so they were they were hearing cheering and hearing noise after touchdowns and, and big plays. So a little slice of normal. Not a big slice, just a little
1: slice. That's uh, about time.
0: BYU by the way, you want to take a shot at the point spread PK?
1: Yeah, Yak wrote it on the rundown. Oh there. you saw it's it 30. 30,
0: <laughs> 30 points. The yeah, they, year, when it gets that big, it's just, they're going to win by as much as the head coach wants them to win by. We thought that oh, with you UTSA. You said that last time. Be yeah. careful with that. I'm saying it. again. We thought that with UTSA. They had their they they had their lull. No lulls. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Mac looks right. Pressure's coming. He'll throw long. Waddle's got it behind the defense. Leaves the DB on the ground you go. You ask, you get. 90 yards! Tyson Campbell wondering what happened to Jalen Waddle as he left him behind for the touchdown! Alabama beating Georgia 41-24. Alabama wins the second half, 21-0. It was the kind of turnaround you were just talking about with BYU and Houston. Alabama owned that second half, PK. Halftime adjustments.
1: Uh, One of the things I've been able to do is watch more SEC football, watch more national football because of uh, our teams here and the conferences locally not playing. And it is abundantly clear so far because I haven't seen all the programs because a couple of conferences aren't playing, although the Big Ten is getting back in action this week. I couldn't be more static for it. But it's clear to me that Clemson and Alabama are on a plane and a level that is much higher than everybody else.
0: Lap in the field, Clemson made that clear by winning a conference game. These are the kind of scores you usually see if it's a money game. The Clemson, 73-7 to over Georgia Tech, and they had 52 points at halftime. They weren't out there really running it up.
1: No, it was incredible, man. I was watching that game. I told you I was going to watch it, try to get a read on Clemson because they started at 10 o'clock our time, and I did watch it. What would you do at
0: 11 the- o'clock?
1: Middle of the second half, yeah. I mean, the second quarter, I should say. I meant second quarter, not half. Uh, I was flicking around, and Trevor Lawrence looks just absolutely. Oh, weird.
0: doesn't doesn't he look like an NFL quarterback passing the eyeball test? Every he throw, has. yeah.
1: Every throw is just money. I mean, I'd put him right behind Zach Wilson. I mean, that's how good he is. See you working there, PK. Keep working it. And Mac Jones for Alabama looks really good too, for that yes. matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and to and then your point about, you know, who else two top five teams lose with number three Georgia getting beat by Bama and number five North Carolina falling behind 31 to 7 at the half and eventually losing with some drops at 31-28. You thought they had a chance to go down the field and score, and
1: they did. Bad drops at the end of the game. You don't want you can handle good drops. You
0: don't want bad drops. I knew as soon as they said that you were gonna say that. There's no doubt in my <laughs> mind. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Towering fly ball. The Dodgers come from behind in this series. They come from behind in game seven, and they win the National League pennant. For the third time in four years, the Dodgers are going to the World Series. It's the Dodgers and the Rays. A couple of Game 7s this year, but even with the expanded playoffs, when it was all said and done, the Rays were four games better than everybody in the American League. The Dodgers were at least six games better than everybody in the National League. It's the two best teams, but there was some drama to get there, PK.
1: Oh, all sorts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Astros put up a heck of a fight. And uh, the Rays uh, got the job done, and then the Dodgers falling behind 3-1. But, you know, the Braves just ran themselves out of some innings there. That was just atrocious, man. Stuff that you shouldn't see at the big league level. The on the bases just drive me nuts. And that thing where they had
0: the double uh, play
1: double play. that what was it? 5-2. Who was it, shortstop coming over to make that tag a third? So 5-2-6, was it?
0: Uh, yeah, it was 2-5 to 2-6. to, two to six. Because it started with a
1: catcher. Well, it started with the third baseman. You start with the catcher. I mean, it was a ground ball to... Was it a ground ball to Turner? Or was it a uh, ground ball someplace else? Uh, but anyway, oh, you're right, yeah. They, so,
0: it was four, I don't know, it was four numbers, and it was the weirdest looking yeah. double play ever. Somebody tweeted yeah. it on Twitter, I saw it. And,
1: and they, they just can't run themselves out of innings like that. And then you know it's it's sort of appropriate in this way because the home run is such a big deal that ultimately a couple of home runs decide it. Uh, but it was a great, great, fun, fun, a lot of tension, a lot of a lot of, uh, lot of emotion going back and forth there. And, and now you're right. I mean, I picked these two teams, but it's like well, whoop to do. You just picked the two best teams, <laughs> and, and they got there. I'd probably go with the Rays a little bit. I haven't seen what the odds are. I don't understand baseball odds anyway. But uh, I'd probably give the slight edge to the Rays here.
0: Uh, what do you think of the uh, unusual Dodger pitching telling May that he's a starter at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and one inning and then it's staff the whole way and then you don't use your closer. You got the hot hand on the mound so you just let him go for three innings. Kind of unorthodox. People have been clamoring for that forever. Why do you take a guy out? And then, Well, that's this guy's role. Well, the Dodgers not
1: really worrying about roles. Yeah, I don't know that they have clearly defined roles. And that's becoming the pitching now in this way, the, the defined roles and what we've known and what we've seen for years and years. Uh, it's sort of coming the way of the going the way of the point guard, you know, the point guard that we knew with the short shorts and all that stuff. That really isn't the point guard today, and pitching that we knew has sort of changed and we do have openers not starters and guys not going very long and other guys coming in at times when you know that's not the way it was for so many years so I think that's the new breed of baseball which I've always agreed with in terms of uh, your closer if the other team has its best lineup coming up in the eighth inning put them in there then. And and they didn't use Jansen or Kershaw, uh, I and mean, both those guys were available. Uh, so yeah, they got the job done. They got to go with the hot hand, get the outs, whatever you need, and that's what that's what happened. World Series
0: starts tomorrow night, six o'clock on Fox. They'll be playing the whole thing in Arlington, Texas. All right, there you go. There are the headlines. That is what is trending, brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Dale Murphy, Atlanta Braves legend, here to talk World Series at 8 o'clock. Kyle Woodingham, Utah football availability as they continue their fall camp. We'll hear from him at 8.30. And Jay Drew, The Cougars beat writer for the Deseret News at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.